As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, children of all ages, welcome to a brand new episode of With the Side of Chaos. My name is Patricio, a.k.a. Rocky, and welcome to another one-on-one. But tonight, I'm not doing a one-on-one. I'm doing a one-on-two because literally at the last minute, we decided to like, yes, bring him. Is he available? Put him in the fucking car, tie him up, bring him in. Let's fucking do this shit. Uh, But on tonight's episode, I'm sitting down with two... Very cool, very interesting, very informative people. And we're going to be talking about some cool subjects and then some subjects that are kind of risque in a sense. It it, it just, nowadays society just gets a little bit uh, scared to talk about certain things and automatically it'll get canceled. Or like they're they're like, no, we don't want to offend, so we won't talk about that. But we're going to talk about a lot of shit tonight. Oh, we are. And go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello everyone, um, my name is Erica O'Connor, um, a lot of you guys know me on my social media platforms as Gemini O'Connor, I'm CEO and founder of Batano Industries, um, I'm also Vice President of Operations for Steady, which is a non-profit awaiting 501c3 approval from the state of Florida. Nice, and who is this strapping beautiful gentleman right next to you? Uh, this gorgeous <laughs> man. Ah, uh, si, sí. <laughs> apenas estamos grabando. Oh, oh le quito un minuto. Es que yo hablé con la doctora y me dijo que usted me hacía que le había bajado yeah, la factura. Sí, uh, sí le tengo, eh, lo tengo que sacar, pero lo, lo tengo para mañana sin falta. No, hagamos una cosa. Si quiere, yo la traigo y usted lo hace pa, con tiempo. Le está traigo, bien. Le traigo la... la, la... I have to sit down with him one day because he has jumped in on almost every fucking show that we record out of this office. I he has lo- to leave his touch. He got a job and he got it. He's your partner. He, yes. He, 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 legit, he legit is. Uh, so going back to what I was saying, uh, go, who is this strapping young man right here? Uh, I can speak for myself. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Today, you can. I'm I'm Paul O'Connor. I am the president and founder of 
STEDI, which stands for Sex Trafficking, Exploitation and Abuse Dismantling Incorporated, which is an organization that's fighting to end sex trafficking and abuses by designing it out of existence. And I do want to touch base on that because uh, last week we sat down with a lot of content creators from OnlyFans. And believe me, before I even get into that, there's so much I want to talk to you about that. But I do want to catch up with you, uh, Erica, because it's, it's, been, it's been a few years since we, you and I have actually sat down and talked. And I'm not going to lie, you know, we, we did spill the tea before, uh, before we hit record, yes. just, just in case. But um, oh, yes. we know each other for a, probably a good span of a decade. Yes. At this point. Yes, absolutely. And we met each other through a mutual, well, family member of yours, ex-girlfriend of mine. Yes. Yeah, I'll say it like that. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's very respectable <laughs> on both ends, <laughs> considering, you know, everything. <laughs> and when I met you, you you weren't involved in what you were doing. You yeah, no. you You were doing some other stuff. You were, do, you were doing some hot girl shit. Yes. <laughs> Bartending. <laughs> yep. I was definitely doing a lot of hot girl shit. Making a lot of money, too. And um, when uh, we, we ran into each other, it was at the Orlando Brewing Company. Yeah. There was there was an outing going on there, and I actually went there to meet Mike Evans, the owner of uh, the Yuguri Ramen Project. He was mm-hmm. out there doing his uh, his ramen thing. Yes. And Love then you, you just walked by and like, I know I, I know you from behind, and I forgive me for saying it like that, but like I recognize like. You. Yeah, I got I got I, I'm, I'm I definitely have that familiar look. It's once in a lifetime, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on one second. And I was actually on my second date with my current girlfriend now. Yes. Um, and I'm like, give me one second because I need to talk with her. I need to find out what's going on. And then you were there, and tell me why you were there that day. Um, well, I was there for, it was uh, at the Orlando Brewing. Um, we are actually uh, been uh, doing a market event there and everything. So this was actually our second time going in there. Um, I present, you know, Batano Industries. I'm coming out with um, a couple of brand uh, lines, uh, you know, involving candles, bath bombs, skin tattoo care. Um, lotions. And these are all hemp-based, correct? Yes, yes. I do specialize in the cannabis. Thank you. I kind (laughs) of forgot to leave that important, you know, thing out there. Um, I do, I am very big in the cannabis industry, especially here in Florida with medical marijuana specifically. Um, I have advocated and everything. So, um, you know, I was kind of, I actually knew John, the owner of Orlando Brewing, from my libertarian um, advocacy, you know, I got involved, you know, politically wise, um, kind of got a lot more information too. So, so I, I did notice, uh, cause I was researching you, mm-hmm. um, before, before the show and I saw that you were part of the libertarian group. I actually worked with someone who, who was actually uh, part of the Orlando side show and guests on the show previously, Marcos Marrero. He was actually running for County commissioner. Yes. In, I, I remember that last name. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in Osceola County District Three, so I'm like, yes. I didn't want to presume that like all libertarians know each other, but I'm like, there might be a possibility you guys probably cross paths at one point, absolutely, or uh, spoken at, at one sense. But when we were talking earlier, you we we were trying to d- uh, distinguish and figure out what we were going to talk about tonight, and the one thing that came up was cannabis. And then you had said something about the regulation of cannabis. Mm-hmm. 
and you went, you honest to God just like went all podcast on me at that point. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Oh, let, let, let's, let, save it. let's save it for the show. Let's save it for the show. And I want to pick up for where, where we left off in regards to uh, the regulation of cannabis itself. Absolutely. Yeah. So right now, Florida is uh, only medicinal purposes, correct? Yes. And give us right now the feedback in regards to like the regulations of the cannabis industry here in the United States. Well, within the United States, I mean, you know, Oregon is definitely setting precedents for, you know, all psychedelics, you know, drugs and everything. They actually passed and, you know, um, passed everything, you know, leave it up to the people. It's the people's decision. Yeah. It's their right, you know, to do whatever they want with their body. You know, I think that's a libertarian aspect that comes out of me. Um, going back, you know, in 2017, you know, kind of where I believe that's the year we kind of like slipped off and I went out and everything, um, you know, my maternal grandmother passed away from uh, pancreatic cancer, you know, so that is when I got heavily involved in the cannabis industry um, here in Florida. Um, So I started, you know, it definitely has changed the momentum of the cannabis of medical marijuana industry here. Um, It went from, you know, you having to uh, be pre-approved almost to just see a doctor for 90 days. Yeah. And at that time, that's when my grandmother didn't make it within her 90 days. Oh, just shit. Just to see, you know, a medical marijuana doctor. And, you know, a lot of people don't know, but medical marijuana has been in the state of Florida active since 2012. But, you know, politics and, yeah. you know, all of that. Now, I'll, I'll ask you, since you're on the on the forefront of uh, the advocacy for, for cannabis itself, do you agree or do you support the uh, the push that uh, Attorney John Morgan here in Florida has been doing for uh, for the legalization of cannabis. Absolutely. So I definitely support what John Morgan is doing. Um, I have worked, you know, in two different MMTCs, licensed medical marijuana uh, cultivation sites and retail side of things. So mm-hmm. I'm very knowledgeable. Um, I do support Matt Morgan, um, Mr. John Morgan, and his brother Matt Morgan too. <laughs> uh, might as well put that out there. Um, you know, and what he's wanting to do, because I mean, it's, it's mostly, you know, politics is about rules and regulations, you know, policing certain aspects where it's unknown. So people, it's almost like fear mongering, you know? So it's like, you know, if this plant has scientific evidence to, um, kind of postpone certain physical ailments, why wouldn't you try a more medicinal side, a, a nice herb yeah you know instead of something that's all natural something that's uh a cost less to produce absolutely and the distribution of it you know i mean they already have a market for it exactly but you know look at california you know they've been in this industry you know and normal is based out of california you know the national organization reform and marijuana legalization Mm -hmm. you know so you have you know with biden being president thank god um you know he He's actually, you know, working alongside right now, you know, with uh, one of the founders of Normal to kind of go ahead and push this out there. Oh, shit. You know, so it's like, you know, you do your research and everything about that, you know. So uh, one of the main, um, I can't remember, damn wine, um, (laughs) uh, the name on top of my head, but, you know, he's definitely pushing, you know, for it. So I'm very supportive. I see nothing, you know, it's, it's very hard 
depicting, you know, Florida is such a red state, yeah. you know, but it, that's where a lot of educating and infor- informing people what the benefits of cannabis actually does. Whole cannabis, not just hemp, mm-hmm. the whole thing. No, and I, I've been pushing for that as long as I could. Uh, I, I'm behind oh, a mic. I know. The, uh, <laughs> the one thing with me, I, I get the medicinal marijuana for my epilepsy. I've been epileptic since I was 12 years old. I was put on Depakote and Valporic Acid, and those are two extremely strong drugs to put a child on. And and you're an adult using this as well? No. Well, well here, here's, here's going into it. When I went off to college in 2004, I had just gotten to Colorado, and Colorado had just passed the legislature for medicinal purposes of marijuana. Yeah. So me, you know, in college, I'm, you know, young 18-year-old Patricio, it's like, wait a second, I can get a card to get weed? Why wouldn't (laughs) I do that? So, of course, I went in, I took my my records, I had my diagnosis, and the doctor determined, oh, yeah, we can get you off these drugs, and we can get you on something that is going to help you in the long run. And the thing was, I was suffering from almost borderline kidney failure. Because of the, the medication that I was taking, that was called. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Causing serious damage to my yeah. kidneys. All those side effects, that long list of side effects that they give you. Exactly. You know, from the doctor. And it was about two and a half, three years of trial and error with different... Uh, strands uh, uh, of marijuana mm-hmm. to finally being able to, to pinpoint the one that was the right one for me. I mean, not gonna, I'm not going to say that the trial and error wasn't fun. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes. I love try, trying and, and uh, failing on, uh, on, on weed. But uh, <laughs> we were able to find the right strand yes. uh, and the right level of THC for, uh, for my epilepsy. And I'm glad to say to that I'm going it. on 12 years being seizure-free Oh, wow. For, and I'm not giving in to the, the big pharmaceutical companies. I'm not giving in to those big corporations like, oh, yeah, give me that, that manufactured drug to, that's going to assist me in one side but affect me and hurt me in another. Yeah, all I'm, the chemicals. All not the chem- unnecessary chemicals that you put in your body. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hurtful. 12 years, that's impressive. That's, yeah. You know, and 
Go, yeah, go for it. Yeah, go for it. It just, you know, it, um, it, it just touches me because, you know, it, I wish my grandmother had that chance, you know, and I think that's why, you know, I started advocating. Bill Walsifer actually ran for um, attorney general in the state of Florida back, I believe, in 2014. You know, I came across paths with him through the Libertarian Party, actually, you know, and kind of connected. David Levitt is the one who kind of introduced the Libertarian Party from uh, you know, from a, a Seminole County to mm-hmm. me. Um, and, you know, working with Bill Walsifer, with Steve Edmond, with uh, Hemp for Water Project, um, actually lobbying in Tallahassee, you know, advocating, setting up, you know, natural, you know, natural products that you can not only, you know, you don't necessarily have to consume the plant or ingest the plant. It's very beneficial for your skin. Yeah. You know, people that have, you know, skin cancer, it's been known to, and science, science is science. You know, you want facts. The facts are right in front <laughs> of you. Don't bring that science crap in here. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, politics, they yeah. want proper documentation, so therefore you have to provide all of these. Pro- it, you should do that and, more and, than and anyone. It, it kills me, it, it kills me when, the, when these advocacy groups are bringing the facts, are bringing the science, are bringing the numbers to these politicians, to the people in charge, and because of their affiliation to a certain party, no, no, that's not right. I mean, for Christ's sakes, global warming is happening in front of our eyes. Yes. Um, We're seeing the effects of the carbon footprints that have been left behind for, you know, decades and decades past. We're seeing that, and no, 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 it's fine. We're, we're, We're good. Like, no, we're fucking not. I mean... At the end of the day, it's politics, and politics involve money, and, you know, what, who's running this year for what, and how many supporters that they have, you know, and it's yeah. like, I get it, but at the same time, when it happens to you and your family, you're going to have a different, you know, perspective Oh, 100%. On this, 100%. You know? you know, look at, look at Mr. John Morgan, you know, his, one of his um, brothers is a medical marijuana patient, you know, and he's fully invested, you know, and he is thriving, you know, and that's why, you know, he supports this, you know, and he pushes, you know, for medical marijuana legalization, you know, mm-hmm. just to kind of bring that out here, yeah. you know, but at the same time, why is police and law enforcement upset about THC caps? That's the biggest thing that's going on right now with em- em- Emphasize on that. What are, what are THC caps? Okay, so let's say, you know, um, you can go into, you know, Sertera or MedMen, you know, or True Leave, you know, pick one, you know, in Florida. Yeah. Um, you know, you go in there, THC, I want, I would like to get, you know, OG Kush at 18% THC levels. You know, now, you know how you mentioned you kind of had to trial and error. You yes. found the strain. You know, now you need to know how much percentages are in that strain that best accommodates to you and to kind of calms you down, you know, and everything um, to kind of find that nice, uh, what, is, what is it, the word I want to say? Your sweet spot. Yes. There you go. Oh, no, I'm, uh, I have to take three times a month a uh, 21, uh, 21.7 THC level. Of cannabis. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, so let's, let me pause you right there. Now, what if, you know, state legislators say, okay, you no longer can have access. You as a medical patient cannot have access to this certain percentage rate of THC. You're only downgraded to 10, 15%. You, they're going to kill me. They are going to kill me. Okay. Um, That's the problem that is going on right now through legislation. They had... Um, 
they had some woman uh, come on there, supposed to be a doctor, and kind of like try to bring back the negative effects, you know, THC, you know, being too high causes schizophrenia, causes this, causes that. But in reality, numbers is numbers. What if that, you know, 15% is causing that patient to have, you know, paranoia or anything like that? What if he needs, they need to have a balance? Let's have 15%, 20% THC, yeah. 10% CBD. Let's mix CBD involved. That's where chemistry comes in. It's just, you know, I know it's like F science, but no, 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 no. And, and, and the, the, the science itself needs to be edu- uh, needs to be taught to the consumer itself because exactly. look, we, we 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 dabble with it, we use it, yeah. we benefit from it. But there are some people that take advantage of it. I have so many friends of mine that will say, "Oh, I I I can't go throughout the day unless I smoke in the morning." Yeah. I can't go to sleep unless I smoke at night. I can't do this. I can't, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And to some, I understand that, yes, that is, that is a necessary requirement for you to move forward in the day. But I feel that the, 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 the individuals that utilize this amazing herb and amazing, yeah, I'll just plant. leave it at that, this amazing plant. From the earth. Just to, you know, chill and, you know, watch cartoons and, just and, bl- and to just get high. Yeah. I have no problem with just getting high. Okay, I've, I I do that on the weekends. Like I do that when well, I get out of here. Whatever you do inside your home, that's your business. Thank you. That's up to you. Exactly. Whatever you do inside your car, your car is more likely a home. You know, that's why you can drive around with two and a half ounces of weed on your in your person mm-hmm. because you're a medical patient. You know, a lot of people don't even know that part. You know, if you if I go to the store and I you know use up all of my allotment, you know, I'm allowed to leave that store with everything I have. You know, for that you know, one month period or 35 day period or seven month period or whatever, you know, that a cop is not, they cannot pull you over for having weed in your car. So, so right now, and then let me, let me emphasize on that and get more information. Like what are the regulations right now that are in place here in Florida when it comes to cannabis itself? Well, I mean, a lot of people get nervous, you know, um, I, I too, I too myself am a medical marijuana patient. Um, and I'm a strong believer. I do understand the different strains. I only purchase a certain amount, you know, and everything. But at the end of the day, some, you know, I, if I give somebody a ride, they're like, oh, my God, do you just have that in your, <laughs> in your car? And I'm like, yeah, I have no worries. I'm a patient. What's the cops going to do? Tell me that I can't ride around with my medication in my car? Yeah. You know, they're not. That's between yeah, they're, they're, me and my There's doctor. a certain amendment that allows you to ride around with a thing that could kill somebody. Yeah, you're yeah. allowed with a bottle of Xanax in your car. Yeah, you're allowed to I mean, you know drive around with a gun in your car. You're driver, You're allowed to uh, drive with a certain amount of Tannerite in your car. You're allowed to but drive. That doesn't a, give you access, you know. And that's where the boundaries. There it is. There yes, it is. The boundaries know, itself. And that's where the legal aspects come into it. You know, all of this. You know, talk. There is a breathalyzer that's coming out. You know, that came out already and it's under testing in California. Um, you know, and. When you follow stuff like that, you know, they're really, you know, uh, um, under the influence is a huge thing, you know. So it's like some people can handle it, some people cannot, you Mm -hmm. know. Some people, I've had friends that say, I smoke better driving when I'm high because I'm not speeding down the street going 110 miles per hour. You drive better when you smoke. You drive better when you're medicated. (laughs) Calms your nerves. Thank you. (laughs) You got my back. It's like... What, huh. what seems to be the officer problem. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. Oh, my goodness. Don't do that with me. 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, no, and it, it, it's funny you bring that up because I've I've worked in uh, in criminal for about six years, and dealing with the cases, especially with DUIs or DWIs, whether it's alcohol related or substance related, there are certain things that I feel that the officers do to like uh, bring more burden and raise the charges. On the individual themselves. For Christ's sakes, a lighter is considered paraphernalia. Uh, See, that's where you got to know your rights. Exactly. At um, the end of a, the day. A, a box of wraps. Uh, fucking, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. fucking wraps considered paraphernalia. So many little things. And right there, paraphernalia, the possession paraphernalia itself, is a second-degree misdemeanor in the state of Florida. Punishable up to six months. Jail time, $500 fine. That just irks me. Just to hold a fucking lighter. That's a non-violent crime. For exactly. One, you're wasting your time on, you know, patience. Then, you know, you actually, you know, blessing down, you know, child rapists or robberies that are going on or anything else, you know, for that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, nonviolent crimes, that's whatever you decide to put in your body. If you want to smoke that wrap with, you know, whatever, the grass that's hanging outside your tree, you should be able to do that because that's your body and your yeah. person. You know, and this is, at the end of the day, is legal, it's, you know, you knowing your rights. If I was to get pulled over, yeah, it's like, oh God, a cop's pulling me over. You know, it's very stressful. You know, a, a cop's you know, attract PTSD too, because you never know what's going to happen nowadays. Girl, I drove dirty for five years without a, without a license. <laughs> Believe me, God, I, I I now have a a fully valid driver's license. I have a great job. I have a car. I still get that PTSD from like a car just pulling a a, a, a cop car just pulling up beside me, yeah. uh, behind me or in front of me. I'm like, I don't want to drive near you. And like by you just mentioning that, oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit, that is PTSD when it comes yeah. to fucking cops. Yeah. And wow. That, that ball you gotta that... check through and see if you did commit any crimes. Let me go. Over. Like, hold up. What do I have in my car? Yeah. Like, you know, what is going on? Yeah, who did was I... the last motherfucker that was in my car? Make sure they didn't leave a roach <laughs> or anything. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not. Yeah, no, I haven't hotboxed since, I think, two, 2009. I haven't hotboxed. Oh. Because... <laughs> What the fuck is the point? You're sticking up your car. Just sip, sip. <laughs> <laughs> I've never understood the the reasoning behind hot boxing. Now, I mean, yeah, there's a little benefit well, because it's just circulating in the car, and you're just in a constant level of of euphoria. But at the same time, you're incriminating the car itself because. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's in your seats. It's in your seats, exactly. And the dogs can sniff anything out in your seats. I have. So that's where you can, you as a patient, if you get pulled over and they're like, oh, it smells like weed in here. And be like, well, I mean. Yeah, I mean. Three hours ago, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that right. and, And just by having the scent of marijuana in your vehicle, the officer automatically has probable cause. Oh, I could smell it in your car. Exactly. I, I, I have the right. And but the I, thing is, is that now, you know, there's certain counties, and that's one of the things that normal really focuses on. Certain counties here in Florida, you know, they, they don't, they won't arrest you. They'll cite you a ticket, but mm-hmm. you have to know if you're living in your specific county exactly what the rules and regulations are. You can, I can look in, you know. OrangeCounty.gov. Everything is .gov nowadays. So yeah. OrangeCounty.gov and look at you know city ordinances revolving you know search bar marijuana. Yes. Look that up. You know and you'll be able to find out. Okay. You know as a patient, I'm not going to get caught. But even not as a patient, you still shouldn't be charged for trying to self-medicate with a natural herb. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, you're selling lavender and melatonin. Those are both mind-altering drugs, and they have calming effects, sedative effects, just like marijuana, mm-hmm. just like cannabis. You know, that I really like to, you know, use the scientific, the generic form of cannabis, you know, um, for that, you know. And you can buy those off the street. Yeah. You know, I've never heard anybody, you know... You can't go into a free market, you know, and not buy certain herbs except cannabis. Yeah. And, you know, the, and the United States has a patent on can, cannabinoids within the cannabis plant. Oh, cannabinoids. Yes. Yeah, sorry. But they have a patent on that. So, whoa, 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 and they've whoa, whoa, had this patent. You're telling me that there's a patent on something that is naturally grown? The United States holds a certain patent. I'll get you the number. Well, <laughs> I can get you the the patent number. You know, the United States holds on the uh, medicinal benefits of cannabis. Holy shit! That I, I I was not aware of that. Yes. So with uh, you know, and that's I think I think it was back in the nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies. Uh huh. I want to say, you know, as it goes back around, you know, with um the two living, you know, people that actually get prescribed, you know, cannabis. From on the federal level, mm-hmm. from somewhere, some farm, I don't know if it was Alabama or Texas or something, or Mississippi, one of those uh, countries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the correct terminology. You know, but I mean, and, and not for nothing, you know, they, they don't create great medical product from cannabis. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a lot of research, a lot of information that's involved. You know, and I feel that's where I come in. You know, God, after, you know, the passing of my maternal grandmother with pancreatic cancer, after speaking with uh, representatives and legislative aides in Tallahassee when I was lobbying there, um, I think it was back in 2018, um, and then in the midst of me lobbying and advocating for medical marijuana, there was actually, um, they just got over a sting operation within the Capitol for uh, sex trafficking of minors. Oh, shit. You know what? No, I, I will say I did hear about that because 
at that that same year, I had done a mock trial with uh, former judge. Well, at that time, he, he was still judge uh, Wilfredo Martinez here in Orlando. Okay. And he was re- he was retiring from the bench to go advocate for for uh, for the victims of, of sex trafficking. And like the stories that he was giving us, the numbers that he was giving us, I wasn't aware that at one point Orlando was third in the nation for uh, for trafficking. Yes. Of uh, sex currently. Tra- it's currently. It's still currently. Yes. And, and this is where, you know, I'm going to pick your brain because we're about to hit the 30-minute mark. And I, I, I want to talk a lot more about, uh, <laughs> about the, uh, the cannabis industry. And I want to talk more about the uh, the rules and regulations behind it. But my my one thing I want to I wanna discuss with you is, and I want to go off what you were saying in regards to uh, your, 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 your grandmother. Like, what is the push for you? What's the thing that keeps you advocating for the full legalization of marijuana like what is it that just drives you every day about that to me it's more focused toward you know you as a person and a human having the choice to take whatever you would like to take inside your body if it's alleviating pain it's not hurting you it's not hurting other people it's you trying to you know to help yourself with natural herbs Getting away from pharmaceuticals, you know, I'm working with, you know, my grandpa, I'm working with my current, you know, my my paternal grandparents currently, you know, in bringing, you know, more fresh ideas to their, to their mind. You know, my biggest thing is watching my maternal grandmother suffer toward her end of life. My biggest thing is the quality of life. You only have one life to live. I would never... In a, in a million years, would wish anybody to go through what I experienced when my grandmother had passed away from pancreatic cancer. You seeing the insides of your body come out in tar-like substance. Jesus Christ. That's not cool. You telling me that this morphine drip that you are bringing to her, you know, and everything, that's not cool by me when I'm not allowed to bring CBD or something to calm her nerves something to kind of alleviate that pain and pressure from her on a more natural way. You know, when she left, that was horrible, you know, and I never want to wish that on anybody. And that's kind of what drives me now with my current grandparents. These are my last grandparents, you know, and I love them to death. They raised me since I was 12 and I would fight for anything for them, you know, and that means, you know, if they want to, no, you can't do that, you know, and everything, they know what I'm doing, you know, and they're very aware. My biggest thing is the quality of life. At the end of the day. No, and um, I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing those two. Yes. They are wonderful human beings. They uh, they are angels on earth. And anything to ex- extend their stay here on this world, 100%, like, yeah, it needs to be taken. It needs to be well, done. Well, it's not only extending their stay, per se. That yeah. definitely goes... But it's, you don't want to be here and just not happy. Exactly. You don't want to be here and living in pain. No one wants to be in pain 24-7, mm-hmm. you know. And those medications that they're giving you and they're pushing down your throat from these doctors, I had to take my grandmother off two medications because she was overprescribed. Mm-hmm. And then she was um, she was given medication that didn't m- m- match her yeah. whatsoever. She's not epileptic. Why would you give her epilepsy medicine Yeah. when she had a pacemaker put in? It's 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 bizarre that nowadays, especially when it comes to mental health, uh, the drugs that get prescribed to the uh, the the uh, children, adolescents. I I dealt with anger management as a child. Never at one point did my mom want to put me on any certain drug. Mm -hmm. Never at any point did she want to try growing as a child. 
Yeah, you're, you're still changing. Exactly. And, and you're the, not settled into your own body. The chemical imbalance that would come from introducing a manufactured chemical into the body at a body that's still developing, you, you're just altering the genetic code itself at that point. At that early stage, you're damaging. You're damaging. You're altering. more than helping. Exactly, and I was so thankful that my mom decided to to take an alternative route when it came to my therapy. Yeah, I, I went to counseling. I did more physical activities. No, I, I wasn't given drugs to because I was angry. I was given um, options. I was giving. I was given sports. I was given the opportunity to talk to someone. And and I and I know that there are people out there that don't have that opportunity. That you, you can't talk to someone or you can't go out and do something, whether it's your physical limitations or just, you know, your, your mental state of mind that uh, restricts you from starting a conversation with, you know, another person. Um, I would rather trust something natural and earth grown than something that gets made in, in a plant. I, I, I get headaches all the time. I don't go for, I don't, when I get a headache, I don't go for a Tylenol. I don't go for an Advil. I drink some water. I let it run through my system because I don't want my body to be dependent on a chemical when I feel bad. Exactly. And that's your immune system at the end of the day. Exactly. So, I mean, why not visit, you know, your body creates certain cannabinoids yes. in your body as well. You know, women produce cannabinoids in their breast milk. You know, a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Two bushels of cilantro, there's plant cannabinoids that are in something as simple as cilantro. So, you're telling me if I do a shot of breast milk and smoke some cilantro, <laughs> I can get high. <laughs> Legally, I can get. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, you won't get high from it, but I mean, there's plant cannabinoids. You know, your body has an endocannabinoid system. You know, THC targets, uh, you know, your brain receptors, CB1 receptors, and your brain it targets pain nerves. You know, whereas hemp CBD really uh, targets muscles. You know, body physical ailments. You know. Not what was it? A study I read was ninety percent of physical ailments is due to inflammation. CBD is a natural way of ibuprofen and Tylenol at the end of the day. Why wouldn't you take a better route? Of course, you know? of course. Nowadays, you know, with the doctor with the doctor costs and, you know, with the medical marijuana program, you know, it's very hard for, you know, not so fortunate people to get involved either. So that's where a lot of the hemp industry is starting to be coming into fruition, you know, in Florida as well. So, you know, with that being said, it's just like you know, with all this legalization in a cannabis industry, in a medical marijuana industry, and the regulations that they set now, mm -hmm. and we're going through it, you know, there's another industry that is very hush-hush. Yeah. And it's very quiet. And everyone's scared to talk about it. And that is the... Thank you for doing a fucking segue. Hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know? Do you, you, you see that, people? You see what she just did? Anytime you come on my show and you know what we're going to be doing, that is the perfect fucking segue. I could set up a break. I could set up going to the bathroom. I could set up to refill my cup of wine. Yes. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I was getting a little low on the wine, too, though. So, um, I think it was more for me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Fair, fair and valid. But I do want to say, Erica... As we uh, as we take our first break, um, this has been an extremely informative conversation. And why the fuck didn't we have these conversations beforehand? Listen, it was a lot going on oh, personal wise. So I mean, on both ends too. Yeah. 
But I mean, this definitely, you would definitely see my face again, you know, for sure. I'm just, I'm very, I'm very, you know, I'm very thrilled. You know, Orlando Brewing is the last place I would have ever thought to see you there. Yeah. You know, and I was helping, you know, Mauricio Ayares is the one that kind of facilitated the market events in the Soto District also mm-hmm. over there. So he's the one that actually brought me in. And that's one of Paul's uh, closest friends, too. You know, back in high school, we're talking about. So it just, it's, it's. It's very interesting to me how everything unfolds yeah. beautifully. Oh no, yeah. everything everything happens for a reason and I'm glad the way Absolutely. things went down went down because look, look look at this. This is literally 2 months in the making. Yeah. Um and I think yeah, yeah, you would actually reach out to me through Facebook or 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 email. Yes. And I'm like, "Oh shit, that's right. I, yeah. I, we we, we got to touch base. We got to <laughs> fucking do this thing." Yeah. And I promise you this is not going to be the last time we talk on this show about this topic because I want, uh, there are a lot of movements that I do want to take part this year. And my next project for the month of March is advocating for the rights of transgenders here in Florida. It is uh, a topic that gets gets overlooked because I met an individual uh, a few weeks ago that uh, he's going through the transition. And because of going through the transition, he's lost his job. He's trying to, well, she's trying to find work. And because you of, had it correctly the first time, yeah, uh, <laughs> because of her transition, she's having a difficult time trying to find a means to have a income, a means to just See, survive. That just breaks my heart right there. I didn't mean to cut you off because, like, you know, I feel like God blessed me with a big mouth. So yeah. have you? <laughs> um, you know, to kind of be a voice for the voiceless. People are very intimidated in speaking across, you know certain platforms about this politically yeah. wise you know podcast you know entertainment everything i every you know people are scared and it's like for what this is your life if you see that something is right is right but it, what it's wrong it's wrong and that's how i live my life you know what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong if i see something wrong i'm gonna say something about it yeah. and we're gonna fight because you're gonna understand my perspective on things and i want you because you know you can only be one-sided in certain things you know, that's where you got to expand your your, yeah. your surroundings a little yeah. bit. You know, I actually know somebody that went from a full female to a full male, and they're a year into their transition. And I'm just like, oh, my God, just the movement from that. And I was like, you know, for one, that just takes a lot of balls, regardless if you're Literally. putting them on or putting them off. <laughs> you know, I it, it doesn't matter. Like, that's, that's heart. Yeah, right there. You it know, really that, is. that really hits because, you know, I'm a big, you know, I'm a bisexual wife as well. You know, I'm very open with everything. You know, you can, you ask me a question, I'll tell you. There's no reason for me to sugarcoat anything to, you know, whatever in the case may be. So mm. it's like I'm fully, you know, fully on with the LGBTQ community as well. You know, uh, Mr. Carlos Guillermo Smith, you know, I've been, he's actually showed up at one of the cannabis events that I have advocated to in Orange County, which he was, you know, I was surprised, I was shocked that he came out, you know, personally. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm just starting this and he's already showing full support. That, and that's you know? badass. And it's, so, it's badass when you have the support of people who have been part of a movement for such a long time. Forever. And, you know? uh, and they're very well grounded and they're very informative like you can just it's like a sponge you know when you're in a presence you know of somebody very reputable like that and mm-hmm. seeing the work that he's doing like i'm just you know oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
But uh, with, with that said, we're going to take our first break, and we're going to move the camera over to this beautiful gentleman right here to talk about <laughs> the uh, the subjects that, the second part of the show, yes. which is going to be the, uh, sex trafficking. Yes, the, for SETI. Uh, for, uh, for SETI. And the, uh, we're gonna, uh, I'm putting it up right there that we are going to take a break till 735. Uh, in the meantime, you guys always know that I put on the funniest videos for you guys during the break, and as always... There it goes. Be a weed video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You want rolling confess? Here we come. Oh no, I always I always put uh what is it? Let's see. The uh I, I, I put funny cat videos or uh, funny animal no, videos. No, you did it. Yeah. Aww. So, yeah, uh, yeah, we we are taking a break. We will be back at uh 7:35 and enjoy the uh the animals. Bobby, let's go. Everybody clap. Everybody clap. Everybody clap! Everybody clap! Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, What's Out of Chaos. It's Patricio as always, and I am joined with Erica and Paul O'Connor, the uh, the CEOs of, go ahead and say your company again, Erica. No, 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 you're, uh, it's on. Trust me, it is on. It's just that this 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 mic for this camera is muted because everything runs through the board. Oh, I'm, I'm very sorry. You're fine, you're I fine. Thank you for ruining the show. I'm going to redo it. We have to redo everything. Oh, I'm so okay. Uh, hi, everyone. Sorry. Um, it's Erica O'Connor. A lot of people, a lot of people know me on social media platforms as Gemini O'Connor. I'm CEO and founder of Vitano Industries LLC. Um, we have a couple brands out there. I am also uh, vice president of operations for Steady. Steady, and this is where we're going into the uh, the tough the tough area. Yeah. The uh, how would I say it? Unspoken. Yeah, I um, go ahead and, uh, Paul. Go ahead and introduce yourself once again and your your role in uh, the company that, that you're with. Uh, hey, I'm Paul O'Connor. I'm the founder of Steady and also the the president that stands for Sex Trafficking, Exploitation and Abuse Dismantling Incorporated. What uh, what does that entail in general? Because it's, it, it's a lot of words. Yeah, and there there's some hard words in there, especially the fact that it says sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but w- what is it that that, that you're pushing for uh, for your organization? So uh, I think it's important to to define what the problem is first. Okay. So people hear the term sex trafficking, human trafficking, and it's important to understand what it really is. So let's talk about what it's not. So okay. you hear trafficking, you think traffic, cars, transportation, people think that it requires moving across city or state or country lines to be considered sex trafficking. That's not true. It doesn't require any movement. The The definition of sex trafficking is making someone perform a commercial sex act uh, through force, fraud, or coercion, or if it's any commercial sex act involving a minor because they can't make a choice like that for themselves. Yeah. And the other piece is sex trafficking is not sex work, so prostitution. Somebody that is a sex trafficking victim can't also be a prostitute. If they get forced into it, they're exactly that. They're just a victim. So that's that's the problem that we're working to address. And And... The way that is being addressed now is through laws, you know, prohibiting sex trafficking, saying don't do that thing, and the onus is on police to figure it out and investigators to figure it out and catch people. And then there's also support organizations Mm -hmm. that help people after the fact. And where we're trying to bridge the gap is in prevention. 
So we're trying to put standards in place to prevent that crime. So uh, earlier you, you said the term sex worker. Um, about a week and a half ago, I sat down with a couple of content creators from OnlyFans and Chatterbait and all the, all these uh, these adult sites, and I kept calling them content creators because in my line of work, when it comes to a legal, when it comes to anything legal, the term sex worker is someone who, in our in the legal sense, has been a victim of sex trafficking or is being forced to do this or that. Um, they, they, they were, they were clearing it up for me because apparently the term sex worker now doesn't mean that. And for you, like what, what the term sex worker, what does that entail exactly? Well, I, I think it's something to, to differentiate between a sex worker is exactly that is, is like they're saying it's somebody that works in one of those industries that has a, a sex focus, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, so depending where you are in Vegas, where it's legal, a sex worker could literally be someone who performs sex acts for money by their own choice, by their own volition. It can also be somebody that works in the porn industry as an actor. It could also be somebody that works in a gentleman's club. So that would be a sex worker. Okay. So basically utilizing, uh, and forgive me if I, if I come off, whether it's esoteric or just benign to the, the the idea itself, someone who uses their body to to make an income in a sense, whether it's it's producing videos, uh, content, you know, do, doing uh, adult films like that, that would entail a sex worker. Right. Okay. And, and it's it's just a more sexual focus. So using your body for money is, n- is not a strictly sexual thing. You have models, you have athletes, so there's, there's different types. So is it... From my perspective, it's not something that should be as taboo as it's treated today. I, I do want to bring uh, into into the conversation. I'm I'm on your website, and I was actually on your website earlier today, and this photo caught my attention because it was like, okay, I uh, maybe I'm not understanding it, or I want to clarify. And let me put it up on the big screen. Yes. Uh, right there, we're, we're actually on your website. And let, me, let it load right there. Sex Trafficking, Exploitation, Abuse, uh, Dismantling, Incorporated. Uh, ending, uh, end Sex Trafficking. Why is it doing that? Where'd it go? Yeah. Uh, defend the Workers. And right here, uh, I see the mission. With the help of the public and private sectors, SETI will globally dismantle and end sex trafficking, exploitation, and abuse through enforced safety standards across all industries. And the person right here is holding a, a poster saying, sex workers demand safe spaces. Um, clarify on that, please. So, did, did I had actually, I actually designed uh, our website. Okay. Um, so I Kudos actually, to you. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was very difficult, though, because I have uh, somebody that's very demanding um, to get his point across a certain way. Um, So that photo, I believe, was originated from Washington, actually. Um, And I believe that there was, like, a a protest because there was was an amount of, you know, prostitution raids and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, these prostitution raids, you know, prostitutes, you know, sex workers, you know, and stuff, they were actually going through horrendous crimes themselves. When, and so when they want to express and be like, listen, you know, I did this verbal agreement with a person or written agreement, you know, whatever, you know, escort services and stuff like that, you know, but then it definitely, things went left. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have an agreement with you, a business transaction with myself, you know, or anybody else that, you know, 
at the end of the day, you're going to get taken advantage of. You're going to get cheated out, but you're getting physically harmed Yeah. at the end of the day. So where is the protection for them? Where is the protection for, you know, women that work in a, in a gentleman's club? That I- As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the end of the night, they have a stalker outside and, you know, you never see her again. Mm-hmm. You know, no one is actually focusing in on these things. You know? No, it's, 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 it's great that you bring up that, uh, that, that, uh, that example, well, one of the girls that we had on the show last week was uh, talking about how she was a victim of fraud mm-hmm. uh, with, a, with a transaction on her OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, they ended up uh, taking about over $1,000 from her. That like that was her rent money. That was her car payment. That was this and that, and the banks and the state were like, "Well, there's nothing we can do about it because of the certain situation itself." She got duped. She got mm-hmm. she got played, and unfortunately, right then and there, she became a victim of fraud as a sex worker. Yes. So like, and it, it, it killed me because I, I I felt for her. I felt for her because I I've been I've been fucked around before. And I've been played yes. before when it comes with money, but legally, the laws that are in place right now are there's no, no coverage. There's no coverage. There's no coverage. And like, like, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Paul. Like, what's one big flaw in the system right now? Well, I think you both illustrated it very well in in what you talked about there, and then what you said with the law not supporting these industries and these workers yeah so there it's it's treated as something that's taboo that's kind of over there in society that that's where the problems occur they kind of treat it like they don't really have rights but but they do and and that's the problem itself it's kind of similar to how certain industries have osha they have health standards in place there needs to be sex abuse and sex trafficking standards in place for establishments like this so it's it's been too long that places like this they don't have regulations because regulators don't care to put anything into place it's somewhere that's 
taboo that they don't feel there needs to be a focus on that that's where the crime is but that is why that's where there's crime so we want to get those safety standards put in place there so that they have those protections so that woman on the website they need a safe space just because for whatever reason you choose or you have no other option but to go and be a sex worker to make money for your family or or you prefer it doesn't mean you should be treated like subhuman in society you you get the same rights and what we want to be is a protector for the people in these industries that's what we're trying to put in place we're we're trying to bridge that gap that so my my uh that, that that's a very admirable thing to do right there my question is i um I was having a difficult time using the term and referring to them as sex worker because mm-hmm. in in the legal field, like I would said earlier, it's a term that's used for victims of either sex trafficking or abuse, th- things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I never, and it was an eye-opening experience uh, being able to say, okay, yes, you are a sex worker because as time ch- as times change, and we're, we're literally at the... Uh, at the precipice of an evolution when it, with the social media, with the cancel culture, with everything that's going on right now, we're reevaluating everything that's going on in this world. Absolutely. I mean, yesterday I'm on social media and I see a post, oh, the movie Grease needs to be canceled. And I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, you leave Grease Not Lightning Grease. alone. Not Ricky Lake now. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just at a, at a loss. I'm like, this is, this is weird. But then... I started reading the article. I started reading the in-depth uh, perspective of it and how it was semi-rapey, semi-misogynistic, mm. in all these levels. And then, like we, you know, we we watch it as a, uh, you know as kids, yeah. as teenagers, like, oh, this is a great song, this is a great story. Oh, that's funny. To what happens to this? What happens to that? But then you think about um, the song uh, "Summer Night," uh, mm. "Summer Eleven." Ha- uh, uh, happened so fast summer loving uh, give me a chance and then they asked like uh did you get very far Mm. and i'm just like whoa okay now that i i I put like the 2021 mentality on a certain song it's like holy shit Mm. we didn't i didn't see it like that back then back then yeah because we you know we were just going along for the ride so uh, and and coming back uh, to uh to my point here with the term sex worker it, it, it's got a new meaning now because of the 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 the, uh, the access that people have you know through the internet they're able to put out more content they're able to make an income yeah, on their creativity and their their expression their art and I was a fool and I'm saying it like I'm saying it right on the air I was a fool for not giving uh, that term the respect that it needed yeah. because there are I, I know so many uh, I'll say it like this, content creators slash sex workers that are making a living. They're 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 getting by and they're able to, you know, provide for themselves. Oh, they're not just getting by. Oh, oh they're I, making money. They're making money. Because it's 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 very interesting how, you know, let, let, I'm sorry, you know, to bring it back, <laughs> but I mean, the cannabis industry was an unregulated industry. And you they, know, it was all this is black the topic market. that I was trying to bring up on, and we're going to get back to you, Paul. Believe me, I no. want, but I want to talk about this real quick. <laughs> Go I'm for so it. Sorry, I love you, babe. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm interrupting when you're talking about. It. I'm t- <laughs> How do you feel about cannabis? <laughs> I don't support it at all. I'm so done with him. He does not mean <laughs> that. I put it back to illegal. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Erica, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, um, you know, that was my ma- my biggest thing. And that's kind of why, you know, I wanted, I was like, you know, he proposed this to me, too. He was like, listen, this is what I want to do. I have this vision, you know, and it's like, as his wife, I'm going to support him 100%, you know. But at the same time, I'm not going to put my name on it unless I believe in it as well. So that was one of the things, you know, from my past experiences also, you know, working in the, in the cannabis industry, you know, legally, um, you know, and everything. Cannabis industry used to be, you know, an unregulated industry. You know, you can go down the street, you know, and get a freaking, let me get a, let me get an eighth. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and that was it. But you don't know what you're getting. You know, I've, I've gotten, you know, bad moldy weed, you know, and everything smoked it. And I felt like my brain was going to collapse, you know? And it was just like those negative experiences that you have. And I was like, whoa, you really don't know what you're putting in your body. Exactly. You know? So in an unregulated industry, why don't we use that same concept and we go ahead and incorporate that into study? You need to make, you know, uh, an adult entertainment industry a nice, regulated, protected industry as well. And to set certain guidelines for that because it can be done. Yeah. You know, and that's yep. the number one thing. It, we're already doing it here in Florida through the medical marijuana, advocating for medical marijuana, advocating for hemp, advocating for cannabis full-blown cannabis legalization. No, and actually, I, I, I did touch base with uh, a gentleman that I had on the show a few weeks ago, uh, uh, Jackson Wheeler. The uh, the rules and regulations that are in place in the porn industry by the porn industry themselves, because like there hmm. there are certain laws that prohibit certain things, you know, when it comes to the, the adult film industry. But the porn industry itself has taken it upon themselves to enforce their own rules and regulations because of the fact that the state and federal level are not doing anything about it. Exactly. And it, there's it, no there's no responsibility no. at all. Well, there's no corporate responsibility yeah. either. Well, it, Go ahead. It's like that, and it's it's for the same reason that we need the changes. So marijuana, it was illegal. It was unregulated, so people had to go put themselves in danger that same way, you know, at risk of who you're getting it from, what you're getting. And for the same reason here with these industries, whether it's direct sex work or or peripheral, so like when you're actually working, selling your body in sex, or if it's like in a gentleman's club, something like that, when it's not being regulated, when it's being shunned, when it's being criminalized, Nobody is there watching over it, so you're putting yourself in danger. You both said that they're making a lot of money in these industries, you know, mm-hmm. uh, their videos or, or, or everything else, but it's also at tremendous risk that they're making all of this money. Yeah. And and it's unnecessary. It doesn't need to have that level of risk. No, and um, I... Um in college, I worked at a at a strip club as as a bouncer, DJ, really? bartender. Oh, yeah, I yeah. We we've never had these spicy. conversations. Ooh. And uh, the one thing that I would have to deal with a lot were the customers that wouldn't leave the girls alone. Yeah. That yep. would stay behind in the parking lot, park next to them, or park across from them mm. to be able to encounter them once they're out. And there were, and this was before I was in, in legal. Uh, I didn't know what a restraining order really was. I didn't know what an injunction order was. And there were times where I would be like, we need to do something. We need to call the cops because this guy keeps bothering. This guy keeps doing this and that. And then I got introduced to uh, uh, restraining orders uh, before I I worked in Lille. So when we we were trying to help her out to fill out certain uh, the, the paperwork itself, 
for the uh, the restraining order, it got denied because of the fact that she worked at a strip club. That she put, she threw her body on uh, uh, on this gentleman. He kept, he was paying her, and this and that. So like there was there was no justice for her. And and this is where it gets a a, a lot a lot worse. Uh, working now in the legal field, uh, I've been able to help out a lot of victims of domestic violence and people who deal with cyber stalking and stalkers themselves. But here is a harsh reality, and I'm going to blow myself up on this one, um, because I came to find this out over the years, and it's a subject that does not get talked about. Um, Police officers. Police officers that respond to domestic violence and just battery, uh, battery cases themselves. I talked to a woman a few weeks ago that, uh, a friend of mine said, Hey, uh, Patricio, a friend of mine needs some help. She's dealing with his, uh, her ex-boyfriend that won't leave her alone. Mm. I'm like, let's do this, boo-boo. Show me yeah. the text message. Let's get, let's Patricio. I'm so, I got, I got to get you to your, your real name. <laughs> no, you, you can call me Patrick. Okay. Thank you. Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry. I am yeah. so sorry to everyone who, who knows me as Patricio. And I've told you, you can, you can't call me Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> she she gets a pass, all right. It's it's a completely different thing. But uh, I, uh, I go back to this that uh, a lot of these officers take advantage of the situations once they've been uh, uh, like uh, how would I say they they, they exposed they, to no not not exposed to but they once they've de uh, de escalated the uh, the situation itself. Oh. So uh, like a resource almost. Oh no, and I'm I'm getting to this, and then I want to mm-hmm. talk about how this links up. The, I tell her, hey, you need to call the cops. You need to get this guy trespassed. You need mm. to do this. You need to do that. And I'll help you fill out the injunction paperwork. It's no problem. Any friend of my friend is my friend. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So then she texts me and, and was like, oh, the officer was really nice. He, uh, he took down my information. He gave me his personal cell phone number. And then he she was like oh he even offered to come to court with me he offered to take me to dinner he offered this he offered that and then Ugh. right there is when i think i just haven't had an epiphany and it wasn't the first time that i've heard that mm-hmm. and it wasn't the first time that someone that i know who had gone through an issue of domestic violence was in a sense the the officer was trying to take advantage of the situation oh you're a victim you're a victim who needs help right now. It was a male. It was a male. Oh, I'm going to try and, you know, fuck it. I'm going to try and get my dick wet. Yeah. And th- th- what law is in place to help her? What law is in place to say, to not allow that officer to make advances on, on this individual? Well, I mean, how are you going to call 911 if the person that you call 911 about is trying to ask you out on a date and for, you know, for stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know, and that was my biggest thing. You know, I've, I've worked in the hospitality industry for over 15 years. You know, I've been a waitress. I've been a bartender. You know, I was a bartender when I met my husband, you know, and everything. And he's actually had to tell firsthand about stalking customers, males, yeah. telling, you know, saying different things. And they were, they were waiting outside with me also. Same type of, you know, the same... The same thing. Yeah. It, 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 it's not. It's not rocket sciences. 
you know what I mean? You know, if you see the same pattern going on with different males, you know, it's the same thing. So actually there has to be some type of regulation against that. And this is where I want to, I want to bring you in when it comes to the regulations themselves and nothing being in place for, for, for the, uh, the, the, the erotic dancer, for the, uh, the escort person, for the, the model who's, you know, putting her, her body out on the internet for, you know, for income itself. Like, do you feel that it's on a state level, a federal level, or like, is it a, is it a local level issue? So, and I want to clarify that those industries you mentioned are where we're starting, right? But we want to be everywhere where someone is vulnerable to these things. Okay. So including the situation with an officer who's stepping out of bounds with his job. So including kids in the juvenile system who don't have anyone there to support them and who have tremendously high counts of being involved in some kind of trafficking because there's no family, there's no nobody there looking over them. So we one, we want to cover more than just this, but how we want it to be covered... Let me explain it this way. Have you heard of PCI, DSS, payment card industry standards? No. So it is the nonprofit organization that regulates security around your credit cards. They have standards on how they any company needs to protect credit card data. They are not um, supported by the government. They're completely a not-for-profit um, organization, independent, and the power that they have is they can disallow you from using credit cards if you don't comply with those standards. So the same kind of setup is what I want for this. I want this to be a separate organization that people in those industries, victims, kids, anyone can go to if there's an officer that's acting not quite right, if there's a club owner that isn't, if there's a customer, if they don't feel comfortable going to law enforcement, someone else that's there looking out for them on the front lines, preventing it, not helping them after something happens. Yeah. No, and um, uh, here in Orlando, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to name the the organization here because I don't want to give it any sort of power or any recognition. But there there have been certain uh, bars and or nightclubs here in Orlando that has taken advantage of the power that they have over their their workers, their bartenders, their their patrons uh, themselves, and stuff like that. To the point where they were using their level of power to either hey you either do this or you're out of a job. Absolutely. And. Nine times out of ten, and I've I've, I've worked in the service industry. Yes. It's it's a it's a tough bitch. Oh, I but when you're there, I hate to say it, you you're there because you need it. You're yeah. there because you rely on your tips. You're relying on that big table at the end of the night. You're relying on whether you know your your restaurant itself is dividing the tips, you know, amongst everyone else at the end of the night. But. Uh, your service. It's your You're service. servicing other people. You're servicing other people. Day. And for people now, and I hear it till now, people who are working in the service industry, and it's not even like a sexual style of restaurant. Absolutely. It's your normal fucking bar. It's your normal mom and pop restaurant. Absolutely. And th- th- there are managers, there are there are owners who are stepping the boundary and using their level of power to bring down or bring someone to the point where like you either do what I'm telling you to do mm-hmm. or you can go find jo- a job somewhere else. Absolutely. And it, it, it's saddening because a lot of times people will give into that. 
to well, be. I mean, unknowledgeable, Unknow- uneducated yes. people that have low self-esteem, that have, you know, a lot of, you know, mental uh, situations that they need to continue to kind of, you know, work through as yeah. a person and as an individual. You know, for example, we have presented, you know, this. I have gone through emails with an actual restaurant chain organization that they I ended up finding out the reason why I was getting a response back from study you know to kind of start our training program with them is because their actual general manager got fired for you know having fraternization issues with an employee yeah she kept on you know you know and it's like that happens every day it's a very normal it's a normal thing that should not be normal that's the problem that's the problem with all of it is, is that Things like that happening in those places has become normal. It's like, ah, oh, what are you going to do? Things happening, assaults on adult entertainment workers or sex workers is becoming normal to people yeah. because there's nothing there. That's It's not normal. It's not okay. And what you explain, that's what we're trying to be. We're trying to be a place that people can go to because right now in that situation, what's going to happen? They could go to HR. They can't go to the police because it's not a crime yet. They're just being abusive in their power. Now, who's uh-huh. the HR going to act in the best interests of? of the, the business. Company. The business. Yeah. So there needs to be somebody third party that can step in there on, on their behalf where there won't be repercussions, where there's some kind of oversight. Mm-hmm. And I do want to clarify that I don't think these industries and the club owners and promoters and, and managers are inherently bad people. It's just that they haven't before had to consider this. Yeah. Right? And, and I don't want it to feel like it's us against them. It's, it's very much a cooperative effort. It, it's going to take regulators. It's going to take the support of the bars and, and the owners of these places because the enemy is not them. It's the traffickers. So what I want is their coordination. If there's any of them listening to this, if you know any, what I would want is for them to reach out and we can look through what our safety standards are and build them together in a way that doesn't impact their business negatively. Yeah. Set precedence. Exactly. Precedence is a very important thing. We have, you know, I we have we both have been starting to get a little bit more involved in the adult entertainment industry and trying to gain connections from that. At the end of the day, this isn't an uh, what is it inhibitor of you know profits. This is actually protecting your workers that are currently working. You know, we uh, we had a comment that just came up right now that like I thought the topic was uh, sex trafficking. Yeah. And and that's what we want to clarify right now. There, there, and how you had said earlier, there's different types and different levels of it itself that your organization wants to uh, wants to help combat and everything. But let's actually dive into the the topic itself of sex trafficking and what steps like you 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 as uh, the founder of SETI and your call to action to what's going on in the world right now. And uh, going back to the original question of, do you feel like this is a local? Uh, state or a federal thing that needs to be implemented. It's it's a global thing that needs to be implemented. It's everywhere. You know, you you get people that can be trafficked here. You, you know, people targeted in high school and they have problems at home, and 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 you get somebody that pulls them away from their family. It's an isolation tactic. Um, and and the way that it ties into what we were talking about is we have these standards that we're trying to put in place in these industries because they're targeted by traffickers. Uh, so uh, I'll give you an example. Um, a girl, she she had won uh, an award for district 
wide uh, academic achievement when she was 18 in high school. Okay. Her before she graduated even that year her mom and her brother died so she was left to take oh. care of all three of her younger sisters by herself she's 18 so she went and she worked at a gentleman's club she started being able to provide for her sisters because again she had no other option yeah and then there she was targeted by a trafficker oh so he started off giving her gifts showing her love she's 18 so she didn't understand what those things are you know easily brought into that yeah. manipulated so so he established that trust connection and then immediately weaponized it and forced her to start selling herself for him so he would get all of the profit for it and he would combine that with abuse and it wasn't until she he beat her while she was pregnant years later that she was able to escape from it but these industries are being targeted by the traffickers and the standards we're putting in place are to identify if somebody's starting to get um, targeted yeah. and to prevent it from happening. During during the break, uh, I, we were talking about how I'd worked with, uh, uh, done something with Judge uh, Wilfredo Martinez and how he had mm-hmm. retired from here. And I'd said a number and you like you, you, you started throwing some, uh, some information back at me. Uh, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Back in early 2018, uh, uh, Judge Wilfredo Martinez had said that Orlando was third in the nation for sex trafficking. And it, it, it currently still is, the, and, and that right there, that that just scares the fuck out of me because yes. we're Orlando is like a, is, is a tourist capital, yes, because because of Disney World, because of the theme parks, snowbirds coming in, well, and that contributes to it. Yeah, so like that, that's what I want to say. Like, why is it, why is it that Orlando is, is is so so high in the rankings of uh, of sex trafficking? Well, it's because of that, because of what you said. We have so many attractions here. We have the International Airport. There's a lot of movement through Orlando. So you have a lot of people coming down here with their families, and then they want to leave their families there, get out, and go do something, have fun. So it's a hot spot for traffickers to circulate the people that they have um, you know, across states or even the ones that are here because there's so many people coming through. They they come maybe for the attractions or for a business conference, but then 
the nightlife for them, for the adults, is to go and partake in those it's, things. It's unregulation. Unregulations. Yeah. There's no regulation here. Yeah, there, there's, for the, there's no protection for the adult industry. There, you know, I can I can open up a, a you know, and it's a, it was a lot for me, you know, and I had to kind of explain to Paul also, you know, um, there are certain girls that don't like to be called strippers. They like to be considered as entertainers. Yes. So when you continue from this podcast, that will be another thing to, instead of content creators, you know, and this and that, they're actual entertainers. No matter what you look at them, you know, so it's like there's unregulation. I can go up in here right now, you know, as long as I have zoning privileges in Orange County, I am allowed to open up a gentleman's club, you know, without any regulation. All I have to do is work on a liquor license. Where is the Department of Professional and Business Regulations at? Where is the differentiation between adult industry, adult entertainment, you know, industry. Yeah, right. There and, is none. And and it's important to note that the way that the counties in this area and, and, you know, everywhere in general, the way that they handle this is they try to restrict these establishments. The problem isn't the establishments. It's that the ordinances and the laws and the rules they're putting in place for them are based on preventing people from doing things in the establishment and and setting it up for prosecution but do, not protecting anyone. Do you, do you feel that the location of these gentlemen clubs like I'm I'm just going to call it out. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Let's let's look at OBT. Yes. OBT is if, if, if here in Florida, Orange Blossom Trail is an ex, a, a very busy street. You have malls, you have shopping centers. It's a strip line. It, it's a, it's a strip line because yes. but after a certain section of obt you start seeing the the prostitutes you start seeing the uh the call girls you start seeing the strip clubs you start seeing the sex shops yes and do do you feel that because of the fact that those neighborhoods and those areas themselves have those industries does that drive the uh the push for sex trafficking because of those uh depleted areas well i i think that that that's the problem. So it kind of ties into neighborhoods like that where police don't go to or where they don't want to enforce or, or work on building things. It it doesn't have to do with where it's located. It's that those places are kind of shunned, as I've said. There's no regulations, basically. You know, well, they, they want to no turn matter, a blind eye to it. That that's the place they don't want to. They figure look. that you know there are certain commissioners you know that believe that to kind of let's get rid of sex trafficking, let's get rid of the strip clubs, like let's get rid of all of that. But that's not the case. Yeah. You right. know you can't you can't you know I think this is my libertarian aspect coming out again, but you cannot tell me how to run my business. As long as I'm not hurting anybody else, you know, or Correct. anything like that, Correct. or what I do in my confines, that is up to me and the establishment and my workers at I'm, the end of the day. I just want to tell you, like, I've been getting messages, like, on my personal, <laughs> on, my, on my personal, like, that, that this is, it's incredible what you're saying. It, it's, it's honest to God truth. Uh, I just want to say to the people who are watching right now, put those comments on the, on the live feed or Absolutely. give, give a share. If you right. have if you have questions, let us know because we are open. Yeah, you know, and I've, I don't know what it is with uh, with the service uh, with Streamyard that I use right now. It's it's been kind of odd these past few days with when it comes to the comments. But um, 
give a give a like, give a share to this right here because of the fact that it's a topic that gets overlooked by the media. There are other things in the news circuits in the, in the news cycles right now that get much more press and much more attention than they should. And I feel that I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to have a platform where I'm able to talk about things like this with people as informative and as intellectual as you guys. And we are humbled to be on your podcast. And, and this is where, like, I, I kind of want to tell you, you had said right before we, we had hit record, mm-hmm. you were like, you know, hey, you know, you, 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 you're, you're coming up. And yeah. You I, came a long way, you know, Patrick, you know, and it's like, it, it definitely, you know, you've always had, you have a good soul. You know what I mean? And you, you going back to what I said, you know what's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong at the end of the day. Those are the type of like-minded people that we are trying to attract here. You know, regardless of your profession or anything like that, there are certain standards that need to be in place because they're not there. Yeah. You know, there wasn't anything there for the cannabis industry. Now there is there. Exactly, and, that, and that's there. actually what I want to do uh, to say back to you when I met you. Honestly, like, I didn't really know you. I didn't know you as much yeah. as... <laughs> honestly, like, this is by far the longest conversation we've had in 10 years. This is the longest interaction we've had. <laughs> Besides, you know, you know, very cordial, very respectable, you know, acquaintances. You yeah. Know? But at and the same time, you were doing your thing, and I was doing mine. Back then, like, uh, I, I would get a... How would I say it? I'd be like, why, why, why'd you like her comment? Why'd you like this? Why'd you like that? Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. Yes. And it, I just never saw it like that. I didn't, I didn't think of it in, in that sense. I'm like, oh, okay, that, that's funny. Oh, okay, yeah. you're on my social media, whatever, whatever. So there were restrictions when it came to our interaction back mm-hmm. in the day. And from... Not by our part. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but moving forward on that, I have to say, like, I am beyond myself. I'm, I'm flabbergasted with what you're doing. Because when, uh, when, I, met, when I met up with you at the uh, Orlando Brewing uh, Company and you, uh, you were telling me about what you do, I was just like, wait, whoa, whoa holy shit. You weren't doing that beforehand. You, I didn't see you like that. I didn't see you in yeah. a sense like as an activist or as someone pushing forward for such a noble cause. And then when I started researching you more and more, I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. I, I, I am mad at myself for, yeah. sorry. Fix that. I'm mad at myself for not being able to, being afraid to talk to you because I feel we could have had much more intellectual conversations back then and Absolutely. possibly, like, you know, maybe these awakenings could have happened a lot sooner. You know what? But everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know, and I really feel like I wouldn't be at Orlando Brewing if it wasn't for study. Mm-hmm. You know, because 10% of all the proceeds that Batano Industries accumulates, you know, gets donated to study. Because I feel, you know, what his passion is, is, is not only looking out for, you know, your wives, your daughters, you know, your granddaughters, your children. You know, yeah. it's looking out for everyone, male and female. It's, 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 there's, what, gender non-biased, you know, per se. You know, I would, I would think that, you know. And at the same time, you know, a lot of legislations, you know, kind of overlook this topic because they're scared. Yeah, because um, they're not informed and they're not educated. So a comment came up: Can we address humans involuntarily being in sex trafficking? So uh, I guess I'll throw that over to you, Paul. Uh, go go ahead. Like what? Uh, uh, and, and we're getting more comments right now. 
uh, sex trafficking when individuals are compelled by force, fraud, or coercion to engage in commercial sex acts. Sex trafficking of a minor occurs when the victim is... Of course. Of course, of course. That's the actual definition for sex trafficking. Yeah. Um, humans involuntarily being sex in sex trafficking is due to coercion. Mm-hmm. And that is a topic that a lot of people, you know, don't even understand. What is coercion? You know, it's a type, it's a form of ma- manipulation. A lot of people uh, kind of have the oversight and putting it, you know, as a business transaction, negotiations and yeah. stuff like that. There's a lot of terminology different, you know, uh, kind of differentiating from that. You know, coercion is a very big thing, especially with a minor. Oh, especially. You know, at 14 to 16 years old, you know, you're a young female. You're going out there, you know, you're trying to experience life. You're trying to figure out who you are as a woman, you know, and everything. And there's a lot of older men by mm-hmm. 10 years, like a decade, you know, that are kind of targeting these young females in high school, straight out of high school. So, you know, when you're thinking, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to high school, oh, snap, I'm becoming, you know, a grown person half the way, you know, you have these 30-year-old men, over 25-year-old men, you know, coming at coming at you out of high school on campus. That's insane. You know? So it's like, you know, it, and there's no educating. There's yeah. no, there's nothing involved in there. Yeah, and, and a piece of that is, one, the education, and then also there, for students, having a place you can go to, one, training them and saying, look, if you see guys hanging out around your school trying to hang out with you, report it, even if it's coming to your friends or, or things like that. But, but to specifically address this, Um, involuntary being in sex trafficking you can only involuntarily be in sex trafficking you can't voluntarily be in it that that that's kind of the point of the definition is you you, you're not in there by choice yeah so it's like an oxymoron type of thing you know sex trafficking is sex trafficking And, and that's why i tried to differentiate at the beginning that you can't be a sex worker and be being sex trafficked at the same time. If you're being sex trafficked, you're a victim. If you're choosing to do the work, you're a sex worker. Wow. And that is, I just want to point out that, like, what he said, he, that needs to be drawn a lot of emphasis on that aspect. Because being a sex worker, you know, a lot of people don't consider themselves as sex workers, as entertainers, and so forth. But that consent, consent is a very big word. You know, besides coercion, you know, and what you said, I really, you know, that just hits heart to me. (laughs) No, no, no. This, this entire conversation has, uh, has hit hard because, uh, one, uh, the, the, the regulations behind cannabis itself, uh, and the advancements that are there for individuals who need medical attention and it's not being offered to them. It's a, you know, it's flabbergasting and I mean, it's mind blowing. And then on, on top of that, we go back to the, the topic at hand right now, which when it comes to sex trafficking and how we, we, we both kind of just like, Oh, the three of us just went back and forth on examples of how we're seeing victims not being able to be given the help that they're so, so desperately need. And you know, they're, well, I mean, let me, let me stop you right there. There is definitely, I don't, I don't, was that okay? No, yeah, by the way. Okay. Um, you know, uh, there's always, like, you know, victim services. Like, yeah. we, we are in contact with victim service support and um, United yeah. Abolitionists yeah, there's, there's and everything. good organizations that are doing great but, work on the, on the support side. On the support side. But as far as preventative measures, mm-hmm. there is absolutely nothing in place for this. 
and that's where you know it kind of fires me up because if there's not any prevent i'm very big on preventative measures you know if there's not nothing in place how are you really going to regulate this you can't shun out business opportunities and the economic value, you know, of our tourist industry. You know, if people want to go to a gentleman's club and everything, they should be able to, you know, freely go about it. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, you got to protect them. Your, your yep. job as a law enforcement officer is to protect and serve well, and, people regardless of morals. To clarify on that point, the onus can't be on law enforcement. Because I work in a cybersecurity operations center, we get thrown everything at us. So we can't focus on one specific issue, and it's the same thing with police officers. They can't be expected to go in there and ensure safety is, is in place. They have to respond to something happening. Yeah. So we're there to help support them in their mission by keeping it safe so they don't have to respond to anything. Wow. And protecting the business owners. You don't want the police knocking on your door every 10 seconds. Yeah. Because, it's bad you know, for business. Some girl, like, it's bad for business, but at least you have that kind of cushion over your corporate responsibility of the protection of your people and patrons inside yeah. your inside your uh, brick and mortar facility, you know, or whatever, what have you, you know. But it's it's actually helping them, you know. And that's the kind of understanding, and that's the kind of you know viewpoint you got to understand. You know, as a business owner, you want to protect your liability issues. You know, if you get your top performer, you know, all of a sudden she disappears, you know, and then all of a sudden you see her three, five years down the line, you know, uh, uh, you know, um, God forbid, deceased, you know, from sex trafficking, you could have prevented that as a business owner. You could have actually had fruition from her work. So it's, this is only, you know, trying to have a focus on protecting the entertainers at the end of the day. Protecting the the corporate responsibility that people have, you know, over their workers. Yeah. You know, regardless, you can be a sex worker, but you still have dignity and pride. You still have business transaction that you got to uphold, mm-hmm. you know. That's another way that people can look at it. Just because you kind of shun, you think, in your opinion, on the industry is not to your liking, that's irrelevant, you know. You can get fired from a hospitality industry for, you know, fraternization or, you know, not treating people fairly. What's the difference between the adult and the entertainment industry? Boom. There it is. I mean, there, there it is. Just because you may not agree with it does not mean that those individuals deserve any less uh, uh, security, safety, and well-being absolutely. than someone who works a, uh, a, a, in your eyes, a normal job. Right. Absolutely. Um, what, that, that 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 I think that that right there that right there is like I I got to cut that clip right there because that was just fucking perfect. But um, I do want to talk with you guys a lot more, and I think the next time that we do, I think you know I I want to go one on one because I feel that uh, you you guys helping each other out is amazing. Yeah. But at the same time, I like I want to get the nitty gritty, especially from you. Because I feel there's more. There's a lot more that you want to talk about. There's a lot more that you want to say about this specific topic. But um, uh, I do want to cut it at this point now. We are about to hit the uh, one hour and thirty mark. But at yeah. at this point, Paul, go ahead and uh, plug your uh, your organization. Yeah. So really, we are looking for donations and volunteers. If you're interested in this at all, 
reach out to us, go to our website there, and, and you can join in our discussions. You can join in refining the standards, coming to volunteer at our events, to help talk to commissioners, anything. We're, we're interested in everyone's help. If you are somebody in government, we want to work with you. I know that you're currently working in a system that's set up wrong. We want to correct it. And if you're a business owner... <clears throat> Excuse me. In one of these industries, you, again, we don't see you as the enemy. You're someone that can help facilitate the safety. So I want to help and coordinate with you as well. So anyone that's interested in helping out, please go to our website and reach out. And that is uh, SETI, S-E-A-D-I dot org, correct? Well, yep. it's S-T. Oh, S-T, wow. A-D-I <laughs> well, there, there, there's my so, dyslexia. There's my know, dyslexia. You know what? No worries. You got, you got a medical card. You know, I'm pretty sure we can uh, medicate a little bit later tonight. Um, but, you know, just for one, like, you know, I'm a very big supporter of Rachel's um, and Cleo's dollhouse. You know, I have actually been, you know, I'm trying to facilitate to them, you know, slowly but surely. Yeah. I want them to understand what we're doing and I would like their full, you know, cooperation with this organization i uh i know people in those areas and nice. we can we can probably set something up to get you guys in there and talk a little bit more in person nice. and on a management level and an administrative yeah. level and it is funny because a lot of things that kind of touches me with that industry you know it's like sometimes the girls are new yeah they don't know they're uneducated they're mm-hmm. uninformed they don't even know what to do when they get in there why not have somebody to kind of be like hey you know, if these things go on, that's not right. If you get approached by, you know, a civilian, a patron, that's not right. No, it, it, it takes courage and a level of fortitude to be able to go up on that stage and do what they do. Exactly. But at the same time... But it's a the, lot of respect the, the, at the, the end of the day. Exactly. You, you the, know, you should respect these women. You know, these women are for a cause. You know, uh, you know, what you do with your own body has been in the industry for many, many many years yes you know and it's the oldest book for women specifically for women you know males have tapped into the you know adult entertainment industry but it's 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 targeted for women yes you know so it's like you know if you need to make ends meet and everything there is a certain way and there's a certain confidence that you should continue your stride on you know, and that's where, you know, I feel very passionate because you are a beautiful woman. You know, you if you, whatever you decide to do with your own body, that's your decision. But at the end of the day, do not take it. Do not be taken advantage of, you know, at the end of the day. Do not let that, if you feel uncomfortable, do not let that man touch you. You know, if it, it's all consensual at the end of the day. I won't. We're, uh, <laughs> <I'm so done. laughs> thank you. So, so go, go ahead and, uh, Erica, go and plug your, uh, your company. Well, I'm CEO and founder of Asano Industries. You know, 10% of our proceeds go towards steady. Basically I am in the cannabis industry. I have an experienced, well, uh, well veteran of the cannabis industry. Um, I will, I create, you know, all CBD products and everything. Um, aligned by, you know, uh, Seminole County uh, business uh, <laughs> regulations for that. You know, it's cosmetic industry. So, uh, beautifying yourself with CBD, you know, and donating 10% of the proceeds to study because, you know, this is a very important factor, you know, in regulating the cannabis industry. At the same time, we can be regulating an untalked about industry, which is the adult entertainment industry. 
you know so that is a very big you know that that sits a very big heart yeah you know <laughs> a heavy heart you know uh, excuse my wine intake no 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 you're fine and uh erica and paul i do want to say thank you so much for coming in here and informing uh, the listeners and myself, you're giving me a, a different view on a lot of a lot of things that, uh, like I said, get overlooked by the media itself. That yes. the, 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 apparently just don't get enough coverage and awareness. Because and we will be talking about it a lot more. We <laughs> yeah, we know? will definitely be talking a lot that uh, talking about that a lot more. Uh, but as always, my name is Patricio, aka Rocky. Thank you for listening to. You know what? Let's talk about that. Let's oh actually <laughs> touch base on that. Um, I uh, I'm gonna blow I'm gonna blow myself up on the screen real quick. Go so ahead, man. so yeah. So if, if you know me, I either go by Patricio or Rocky. A lot I'll of the, know both. Uh, Rocky comes from when I worked uh, when I boxed and when I worked at Universal. So hmm. that name has just been running around for uh, for years. Yeah. You remember Universal? Yes, sir. Uh, Patricio is my legal name. Patricio is what government I get called. Name. Yeah, my government name. Uh, what I get called here in the office. What I get called when I'm in trouble. Things like that. <laughs> uh, Patrick is a name that I thought was my name up until I was 10 years old. My mom lied to me because until I found my birth certificate when I was 10 years old, oh, no. I thought my name was Patrick. And then really? it said right there, Patricio. And I'm like, Mom, what's this? Who the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh. Did you well, have I... another son? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had so many questions. But the one thing that, that stuck out for me was, is my Burger King Kids Club card going to be valid? I'm so done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done. Burger King Club card. serious. Yeah. Well, uh, she was like, they don't, have, they don't need to know that your real name is Patricio. I'm, I'm, like, so I'm like, but the king. The king. <laughs> The king will. The Your king, mom was about that life. Yeah, she was about that <laughs> life. But um, once again, guys, thank you so much for coming over, uh, taking time out of your schedules to sit down with me and go over uh, what you guys are doing in this world, uh, helping the the victims, helping the, the patients that need the help that they, that they need. Uh, if you're not laughing, you're not living. Live every day to the fullest, but always do it inside of chaos. We'll see you guys next week. One, two, three, let's go. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.